heading out from the New Amsterdam here in downtown Vancouver. Back downtown, you know, I ride the bus past here each day, but I don't have often stop in in the evening time or any time for that matter, unless I'm out and about on some special adventure, and tonight is indeed a bit of a special adventure. Heading off to see classic Canadian rock band, the Tragically Hip, at the Commodore Ballroom, the site of many an enthusiastic and classic rock show, and music of every genre. Grace the Commodore stage on uh, Granville Street. So, anyway, a couple notes before I forget about them. I was riding on the bus in the C bus home tonight and listening to the Dope Fiend show. And uh, hello, Dope Fiend in Southeast London at the Dope Den with the Vapor Lounge. And uh, someone had emailed in talking about Blunt Brothers. And yes, indeed, Blunt Brothers was a lovely place to hang out in the lounge and enjoy fine herbal goodness. But alas, Brunt Brothers is no more. And I can attest to that because I'm standing before the pit that used to contain Blunt Brothers. And there was a fire a couple years ago. <laughs> That's proof of it. But uh, next door to the BC Marijuana Party headquarters is alive and well. You can use their vaporizers in the back. Um, but I believe there's a membership fee or a service charge associated with that. But lots of great books and magazines and stuff like that. But the wise herbal enthusiast will be uh, smart to stop into the New Amsterdam and enjoy their toast before heading out. So anyway, Dope Fiend, to your listener, they're not the Rocky Mountains. Here in Vancouver, the mountains that grace our fine city of the Coast Mountain Range. Sometimes they're called the North Shore Mountains. The most prominent, the two little sharp points up in the North Shore, that's the Lions. So they're the Coast Mountains. Rockies, you got to head a little bit farther east. Just a few little details. But indeed, 2008, Dope Stock, Vancouver, it's a fantastic idea. Vancouver's not wide open like Amsterdam, but in the Department of the Natural Scenery, oh yeah, we get the prize, eh? You got your beaches and your ocean and your mountains and all sorts of recreational opportunities. So anyway, we have chugled on from the new Amsterdam. Bread's with me. We're heading to the Tragically Hip at the Commodore. And this is, uh, you know, kind of a unique and exciting thing because usually the Tragically Hip play the big venues because they're, uh, well, they're quite an act here in Canada. But you, in the States, hardly anyone shows up to see the shows, so uh, see them in relatively small venues, usually filled with primarily Canadians. Some Portland crowd busted out in a spontaneous old Canada like a flock of Canadians is wont to do. So what is this? Is this the last night of the uh, little stand that they've done here? Yep. How many shows have been it? Four here. This is the fourth one. And then are they heading out east, back east on the swing, or are they beginning and end of this tour? Take a break and then do some big, big shows going back east. Mm. Anyway. You know, I, I hardly uh, ever check out their web presence, right? And then today, getting excited for the show, went in there and they got flickery groups. They got. All sorts of uh, fan interactive goodness, the songs of the day, videos, all sorts of crap. So right on thehip.com. 
you know, uh, it's nice to see when bands sort of wrestle back a lot of the creative control that gets hijacked by labels along the way sometimes. Uh, this, and then, uh, and you know, another Canadian act, Bare Naked Ladies. You know, I'm not, you know, those guys put on a fun show. You know, they're not my favorite band in the world, but right on to them because they've like they just released a new album and they did it themselves, hired a producer, built their own studio. And you figure if you're selling even a hundred thousand, but it's you're able to sell it cheaper and keep more of the money than if you sell a million where you're making almost nothing on them and beholden to the studio's whims. Well, it's you know not a bad idea to consider just releasing yourself. It's not a diss on oh you can't get a deal for some bands. It's more like we prefer to do it this way. So right on to them. From the Gordowney Coke Machine Glow book that's signed. It was lost. It is the book that is lost, and it has now been found. And it was lost. I had come up here that time with Lance, and then he put it in a bag, and it ended up in the back of his car and disappeared for quite some time. But the book has been found. <laughs> and in the book, Gord has one called Canada Geese. Because Canada geese are something that people in America don't understand, just like the tragically hip. Here's my car. Us middle-aged men just completing the finishing touches on a dope deal. It's agreed. We get a small piece in the middle of a cornfield. When these Canada geese fly south, we'll harvest in the dark. We can talk just to ourselves, or we can talk just to the stars. Us Canada geese held a meeting in the middle of a cornfield. It's agreed. We leave in small V's and meet up again in the real world. Like middle-aged men smoke dope and talk just to their cars. We can talk just to ourselves, or we can talk just to the stars. Way to go, Gord. shortage of hockey jerseys. Plenty of hockey sweaters here outside the Commodore. We approach the venerable Granville Street, site of many fine entertainment complex, all kinds of crazy clubs and theaters and stores. It's a pedestrian road, like made for pedestrians, but there's like, uh, what do you call it, like uh, transit and taxis are allowed, but right now everything's like shut down because they're putting in a new SkyTrain station. Well, we're inside the venerable old Commodore Ballroom. And the crowd is a little buzzed. It's a little hazy. And it's a little roasty in here. And the people are getting excited for some tragically hip rock and roll.
after the tragic hip just rocked for like two hours of solid 
fine quality Canadian rock and roll. And it's a place, you know, the Commodore, it's a venerable venue, right? The place is fantastic. We roasted a big old fatty. They're playing Blow It High Dough. Roast us down this enormous dude with uh, this, uh, well, this poker player we met at the New Amsterdam and rolled up. Roasted this thing down until it was just a big, fat, sticky roach. The band rocked out. They went up and were uh, chillaxing and enjoying the music, and some yehu in front of us was smoking a cigarette. So sure enough, security comes and grabs a cigarette and throws it right out the door. Well, we kept on chugling on with their doobling on. Woo-hoo. Anyway, hip, man. Really played a fantastic show and spent a lot of their catalog, although probably nothing from Road Apples. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the band sounded great, and it was great, you know, rather than... I've seen them in big outdoor shows, and I've seen them in um, some smaller halls in the States, but here the sound was so great, and you could really differentiate between the two guitars, which is something that doesn't always happen. For me, I was really able to pick that out more than uh, I have in other cases. I want to ask them when, how they decide when Paul sings or when Gord sings back up. Maybe the rockers Gord sings and Paul sings the, the lilty ones. But Paul was doing a lot of singing and Gord was doing a lot of acoustic guitar playing. I like that though. Oh yeah, it sounded great. It really filled out the sound in some ways. Less poetry though. Less poetry hijinks. There was a lot of crowd interaction kind of hijinks. And he had a conversation with his mic stand. I forgot a song. Yeah, accidentally on purpose. Then quizzed the audience to guess his uh, obtuse lyrics. I actually called that, but not for that song. Because <laughs> his lyrics are, uh, well, they ain't no regular plain vanilla rock and roll. He's got some depth to his writing for sure. And, you know, it's kind of interesting because really the five members of the band, they really don't look like they would hang out. And some of the lyrics maybe allude to this a little bit, but uh, that's not really my job to uh, interpret his meaning as it were but uh, you know Langlois looks like uh, he could be in the band or he's kind of got that old Jimmy Page or Robbie Robertson comfortable rock star looks like he uh, barefoot and chillaxing around the house a lot Gord uh, Sinclair looks like he could drop your Hemi uh, and put a new one in in an hour and a half while chugging beers you know he probably has a boat flex as well Bobby Baker man I don't dare speculate you know, I don't want to generalize, man. But, you know, Gord Downey, they sort of indulge his witty poetic, poetic antics uh, while they're playing, uh, while they're like a rock and roll band with a nutty poet. So it's a, uh, sometimes it's kind of an odd mix for sure. And, you know, there's a lot of people who dismiss the, the Tragically Hip as just kind of a glorified bar band or whatever. But the fact of the matter is they, uh, they have a little extra depth that sometimes gets dismissed dismissed and I mean this both lyrically and musically and maybe that's uh, you know I have a soft spot for him for sure sentimental wise when I'm out of the country it's always something that reminds you of Canada and, and it's kind of the lowest common denominator kind of and I don't mean that in a bad way of Canadian rock it's something that whenever you're hanging out with anyone everyone can sort of put on and oh yeah great put on the hip so they kind of become cliche especially amongst uh, maybe uh slightly younger Canadians but hell who am I to generalize for all I can say they came out and they rocked 
high points I really liked hearing uh, Ahead by a Century. I remember when that song first came out. I listened to it over and over again because I really loved that little lilty hook in it. But hearing it with the full band and hearing them improvise a little bit and coming with the big rollicking uh, semi of the band coming down, you know, agile but strong. And uh, it sounded fantastic, I think, because it's still really remember that the uh, the song's about the story and the story gets by best with uh, with something that you can hum to it. So they, uh, you know, they make sure the song's leading the road and not just rocking out so hard just because they have this small crowd and a small venue, not trying to cover up with just volume and bravado, you know, letting the song shine through. I'd like to uh, ask them about uh, where, uh, like, where, where, where they, uh, like, where they like playing? Do they like playing in the big venues, or do they like playing in something they like this? They have a different thing going when it's a big outdoor venue. Yeah. The grooves are bigger, and, you know, they may not be able to pull off some of the quirkier songs. All right, you about ready to chew on out of here? Yep.
Sunshine. Night night, Vancouver. Sugar 